What's up, everybody? It's your boy Joshua Edwards. My fault, my fault. I should kind of sound a little bit loud. What's up, everybody? It's your boy Joshua Edwards, live from live from my parents' kitchen. This one, it might sound and it might feel a little different, but this is season two, episode seven of Joshua's Proxuning. Now, the reason why I may sound and feel a little bit different is because this is my first time ever putting video on my podcast, man. You already know where it's going to be at. It's going to be up on Facebook. It's going to be up on IG. It's going to be up on Twitter. Wherever you find your media outlet, it's going to be up there. So without further ado, let's go ahead and jump right into episode seven of season two of Joshua's Proximity. Now, there was a little documentary that I watched a couple of days ago. And this athlete, I watched it on HBO, little side note. This athlete that I watched is the greatest athlete in his sport. And his name is Tiger Woods. Now, that two-episode two, po- two episode documentary on Tiger Woods was one of the best episodes I think I've ever seen in my life. That documentary, it exemplified just all of his greatness. You know, it exemplified his downfalls from the cheating scandals, from him picking up a little golf club in 10 months. Hell, at 10 months, I was still taking a crap and eating and teething on stuff. This man is hitting golf balls at 10 months. Can you only think, just imagine what that looked like, what that felt like at 10 months? But, man, the reason why I want to talk about Tiger Woods, man, because we all know what's going on with Tiger Woods. He got involved in another crazy accident, man. Um, He suffered community open fractures on both of his legs, both to the upper and lower parts of his fibula and tibula. Um, he suffered multiple leg injuries. He's been through multiple surgeries. But they did say that he should be able to come back to 100%. He's 45 years old right now, and I don't believe that he'll be able to win another Masters. But not even a Masters. I don't think that he'll be able to win another major another major championship. You know, he's still chasing Jack, Nichol- Jack Nichols. I think he has 18 total major wins in – Tiger Woods has, what, 15 or 16? But I'm just going to give you a little side note of just how great this dude Tiger Woods was. I didn't know he was really this great. So in 1999, he started off with the U.S. Open. And not only did he just obliterate everybody in the U.S. Open, he went on to win three more majors back-to-back-to-back. Michael Jordan-esque. He won the U.S. Open. The next next tournament, he went to the British Open, and he won that by a landslide. He went to the PGA Tour. And he, I mean, he's not just winning. He was beating people by 13 strokes, man. He was blowing people out of the water. And I, I'm glad that he was able to break that colored barrier because who knows what where golf would have been if it wasn't for Tiger Woods. We're talking about a guy that came, that had his own game. You know, in Madden, Madden EA Sports, it was literally Tiger PGA Tour. <laughs> like, that just shows you just how great Tiger Woods was. And after the British Open, he went to the PGA Tour, busted everybody his head, and then he finished it off with the with the Masters. Now, this is one thing that I will say about Tiger Woods. I think it's just time for him to just go ahead and retire, man. You have nothing else left to prove. Um, it doesn't look like you're going to be able to reach the pinnacle of Jack Nichols, but most people will all agree that you're the greatest golfer to ever live. 
Uh, I don't care if you're white, black, Indian, what, Chinese, whatever you may be. We can all agree that Tiger Woods, he is the pinnacle of golf, man. So, Tiger Woods, man, we're praying for you. Uh, we know that you called yourself a Coblin Asian, but you're black, man. We still love you. The black community, we still represent you. We still rep you. Um, and I'm just hoping, man, that he can just recover back to 100% because at the end of the day, nobody wants to lose their life. Nobody wants to be on a cane at age 45, walking around with all types of back problems. Man, so Tiger Woods, check that out on HBO. If you got time, you definitely need to check that out. But I'm going to go ahead and just change gears a little bit. Now, this is what I have an issue with. You know, athletes, they tend to say that they want to win championships. They want to be the guy that's not just collecting money. They don't want to be another Carmelo Anthony. But J.J. Watt did the exact same thing that Carmelo Anthony did. Now, if I remember, J.J. Watt wanted to leave Arizona. Not, no, 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 not Arizona. J.J. Watt wanted to leave the Houston Texans because he said he can't win there. So he goes, he says he wants to compete for a championship. And he goes to Arizona? Arizona? The Arizona Cardinals, a team that didn't make the playoffs last year. This is not the J.J. Watt of old. This is not the J.J. Watt, 25 years old. This isn't the J.J. Watt that won three defensive player of the years. This isn't the J.J. Watt that finished number one on the NFL Top 100. This is no longer that J.J. Watt. This J.J. Watt is beat all to hell, man. Now, I'm, I'm glad that he got his money, two years, $31 million, $23 million guaranteed. But are you really paying a defensive lineman at J.J. Watt's age? He's 31. He's relatively young. Been in football years. We all know he's 40 years old. $15 million a year? $23 million guaranteed? Is he really going to elevate that team and take them to the next step? The Arizona Cardinals, they have a lot of holes, if you ask me. You know, they had Isaiah Simmons coming to coming of age. They got a great safety in Buda Baker. They got um, Chandler Jones. But what about their corners? Patrick Peterson, he's a free agent this year. Are they going to re-sign him? It feels like he's been in the league for 15 years now. They need a corner. Who's their running back? Kenyon Drake? I mean, he had, when he got traded from, I think it was Miami, he had a couple good showings. Don't get me wrong. He had a couple good outings. But after that, what did he do? Receivers. Outside of DeAndre Hopkins, Larry Fitzgerald. I believe this is his last season regardless. What about everybody else? The Arizona Cardinals have a lot of holes that they need to fill. And that was a great, that was a great pickup in free agency but at this point, I seriously do not believe that J.J. Watt wants to win the championship. I believe that he wanted to get another paycheck, and there's nothing wrong with that. If you wanted to get another paycheck, just say that. Don't say that you want to compete for a championship title. Come on, man, who are we fooling? If you really wanted to compete for a championship title, you would have went to the Bears, even though they don't have a quarterback. <laughs> you would have went to um, the Bucks. You would have went to Cleveland, Kansas City. We know what you was chasing, man. I'm reading through those lines, man. Stop playing with me, JJ. Stop playing. Now, I'm not mad that you got your money. I'm all for getting your money. But don't tell me you want to win, bro. I don't believe it. So, man, let me go ahead and switch gears, man.
Uh, I feel like I'm kind of moving through this a little bit too fast. Now, a lot of you don't know, I'm not a sneakerhead. I'm pretty sure you can ask my fiance, you can ask my little cousin, but I got a couple kicks. And we all know this sneaker app, Nike app, you can never win on there. I mean, you can try everything you want to, but you're not winning any shoes on the sneaker app. Now, I'm not going to tell you where I win my shoes at, but, you know, if you holler at me on my DMs or something, I can gladly tell you where I get my shoes from. But it's not the sneakers app. Now, the issue that I have with the sneakers app and just Nike production, uh, a Nike executive by the name of Ann Herbert, she resigned yesterday after reports came out that her son ordered over $100,000 worth of shoes. $100,000 worth of shoes? On a credit card? I mean, I just want to know what took them so long. Because it's, it's been rumors that he's already had, he's 19 years old. Everybody said that they, the reason why his mother got caught is because he was clout chasing. But they already said he had already had his own business. He was getting $100,000 worth of shoes. And I know he was flipping it. And this isn't like, you know, shoes that's that's just normal or anything like that. These are limited edition shoes. The Air Jordan 1, the Off-Whites. The um what's the other shoes that I'm thinking about? The um the Off-White Air Force 1s. Like this dude was he was making extreme bank. And the reason and the issue that I have with it is how is Nike going to fix this? Cuz it seems like to me on the sneakers app uh, one of my homeboys gave me a little insight that you can buy shoes early and then you can go enter a drawing for Saturday's shoes and then you can get those shoes. It seems like the Nike sneaker app is flawed, is fraud, flawed, excuse me, flawed. Like, what are they going to do with that? You got so many people that's in the industry that has all types of plugs, but shoot, I want some shoes too, man. Save me some shoes. I want some off-whites. I don't want to go to Stock 8 and pay $2,000 for no shoes. I'm not doing it. I don't want to go to Request and <laughs> I'm asking them for some shoes and they're telling me it's $3,500. You out your mind, bro. The retail says it's 1000 Come on, man. I mean, this stuff is getting ridiculous, man. Um, uh, It just goes to show you that there is a such thing as privilege in America, whether you want to believe it or not. I don't know if you want to believe it, but the Nike, the Nike executive for 25 years had to resign because she got caught. Now, how long has this been going around? 19 years old, over $100,000 worth of shoes? I mean, just look at this picture. I'm, I'm, I'm going to show a picture, you know, for my viewers that's watching this stuff on YouTube. Look at this. It's crazy. It's it's just getting crazy out here, man. Now, like I said, I feel I told you early in the episode, this one is going to look and it's going to feel different. So <laughs> I'm almost on my last segment, man. I'm sorry. I know I'm still trying to get used to this, man. For my viewers out there right now, uh, I'm still trying to get the camera right, the dang lighting right. But let me go ahead and change topics on my last topic. Now, we all know it is All-Star Weekend. But does it really feel like an all-star weekend? 
I mean, it's in Atlanta, but nobody's going to be in attendance because of COVID. And if so, it's only going to be, what, maybe a 1,000 fans in there in attendance. And all of them is probably going to be damn near millionaires or have some type of plug in on it. But I'm just going to go ahead and give out my midseason awards before I even jump into the All-Star weekend. So my most improved, I got to go with Julius Julius Randle. When you look at what he's doing for the New York Knicks, they're (coughs) – sorry. (laughs) Voice voice kind of went in and out a little bit. But when you look at what Julius Randle is doing for the Knicks, I think they're fourth in the East. He has them in playoff contention. They're playing outstanding ball. Why would you not want to put Julius Randle as the most improved player? My sixth man of the year, there's no doubt it's Jordan Clarkson. Anybody, you can look at from top to bottom. It's not even close. Jordan Clarkson, what he is providing Utah off the bench, that's something that nobody right now in the league is doing off of the bench. Jordan Clarkson, you know, you can see it early and at the Lakers, and you can see it a little bit when he was with LeBron, but he's really coming to his own. Uh, the coach of the year, Quinn Snyder. I think it's only right that if you have a six-man of the year, I feel like the coach of that team has to be the coach of the year. When you look at Quinn Snyder, they're the number one team in the NBA. Whatever you want to say, I did a little poll last week on who was better between um, Jason Tatum and Donovan Mitchell, and I was going with Donovan Mitchell. When you look at what Donovan does to his team and when you look at what Quinn Snyder is doing to that team and the way that they're playing ball, how can you not put Quinn Snyder as the coach of the year? My defensive player of the year. Now, I kind of teeter-totter a little bit about this. But if we're just going off of stats alone, I'm going to go with LeBron because he de- he has the best <laughs> defensive ratings in the entire NBA. Um, we know he's getting up in their age and he really roams around. He's not really locking anybody down, but if you just look at it stat for stat, you got to go with LeBron just off of defensive rating. My rookie of the year, I got to get his jersey, LaMelo Ball. Now, I I will say this. I did not think he would be this good this early. He is so much – he is light years better than his brother. It's like night and day, and it's not even close. He can do it from every angle. He can shoot the three. He can go and he can fillet. He can finish with the left. He can finish with the right. He can dunk on you, and he's making shots. Now, everybody knows that I used to call Lonzo Ball, Triple B, Big Bus Boy. And LaMelo Ball, he is shattering every mold. This is what people thought Lonzo would be. This is what people thought Lonzo Ball would be. I got to get a LaMelo jersey. Now, I'm not going to lie, I might be in a kid's large, but still, I got to get a LaMelo Ball jersey. LaMelo, salute, baby, I see you, man. Um, And the MVP... I got a three-man race. Obviously, you got LeBron. He's going to be in there every year until he probably gets 50. Right now, you got to go with Joel Embiid. He's averaging 29 and 8, 29.8 uh, scoring. He's averaging over 10 rebounds a game. He's making all of his free throws. He's an excellent free throw percent, excellent free throw shooter. He's shooting 50% from the floor, and he's shooting almost 40% from the three. While being seven foot, and he's a center. I mean, averaging 29? What was the last center that we saw do that? 
Come on now. It's kind of hard to argue with the, with the numbers. I got to go with Joel Embiid and James Harden. Now, the reason why I'm going to go with James Harden because he might be either the second or the third option on his team. But you could argue he's the most vital part to that team. He's doing it in the assist column. If you need him to score, he can do it that way. If you need him to close out a game, he can do it that way. If you need him to grab some boards, he can do it that way. James Harden, Joel Embiid, and LeBron James right now are my top three MVP. But if you ask me today, I might have to go with Joel Embiid, man. Um, everybody knows I'm a diehard LeBron James fan, but what Joel is what Joel Embiid is doing is really hard to argue with the facts, man. And now I was just talking about the All Star. Let me go ahead and switch it up. Who the hell is in a dunk contest? Who the hell is in a dunk dunk contest? You got a guy named uh, Keisha Stanley. I don't even know how to pronounce his name. He played for Duke. Now I expect him to win the dunk contest. But these dudes are bums, man. Who the hell is in the dunk contest? Dwayne Wade, I blame you. I blame you, Dwayne. I blame you. <laughs> like, I mean, who the hell is in the dunk contest? I think the most exciting th- thing this year is going to be the three-point contest. When you look at who, who's in the lineup, you got Curry. You got Donovan Mitchell. You got Jason Tatum. You got Jalen Brown. You got Zach Levine. You got Devin Booker. Now, I think in the final round, it'll be Devin Booker and Stephen Curry. And I got to go with Curry, of course. But, I mean, who the hell is in the dunk contest and the skills challenge? You got Luka Doncic. You got uh, Nikola Vucevic. And you got Chris Paul. I mean, who the hell are these guys, man? NBA, you got to do better, baby. I'm sorry, man. <laughs> uh. I'm just, I'm just, I'm flabbergasted, man. But, I mean, that's that's really the end of seasons, um, season two, episode seven of Josh's Proximity. Uh, like I said, this episode is going to feel and look different. This is my first episode with the video podcasting. So I probably took a little step back on the audio. But, hey, forgive me. I'll be back up to par next week. Love you guys. I'm out.